start with. Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Today is July 9th, 2023. I'm Doug, your host and co-host Deb and Max, there's, there's Max back there. is over there. He's scratching For those head. of you who have written in and said Max is a better host than me. Anyway, so uh, we're uh, still on Serpo. We're episode eight. Um, had an exciting week. Um, Debbie got to go to the MUFON meeting. Yeah, I was. How did you like that, Deb? I was an experience. You know, De- Deb had to see what I think she thought I was going on Saturdays. Uh, to the monthly meeting, I think you thought I was going somewhere else, and then I really wouldn't, you know, go into this. Huh? Yeah, like going to the bar. Just going to a bar and drinking all day. Instead, you can't drink at those though. You can't have. I saw the people drinking. People had pictures. They need air conditioning in those meetings. Yeah, it was a little warm. You know, I don't. I'm not really as affected by the warmth as Deb is, but anyway. So we're about. Uh, here's the book. I'm gonna have Deb show to you that we're this reading. Uh, basically, going through the, um, going through the book. Um, you know, chapter by chapter, talking about the book. Um, I've had a few more um, in Facebook, um, a few more people that have had like um, interests on Facebook, and there's a little discussion as to. We have two dogs this week, by the way. Yeah, there's a little pit one's bull at my feet. Too. The pit bull, Piper the pit bull. Um, the discussion about Serpo, and um, one of the topics that came up was the. How long they were, the journey was, and there was a person I won't mention them that say it's. Uh, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they don't listen to the show. But um, I have a. It, I have probably a hundred people that have this this interest, this UFO mm-hmm. disclosure kind of interest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we talked about Serpo. And we were going back and forth. Somebody showed a picture, and it was an alien. It was a like an Eben, but it was with. They were with. Um, German, it looks like German soldiers. So, um, uh, so it, it, you know, so I'm like, I really, I don't know how that would tie into the Serpo story, but uh, it brought up Serpo, and mm-hmm. I mentioned it, and I put our episode one up there, and I said, okay, those of you who don't want to trudge through the book, and it's a little, the reading could be a little dry, and it's run. They don't have like, I'll break out my own paragraphs. Yeah. Because they don't have paragraphs. It's just a run. I don't know if you've ever well, seen, it was, see how it's written. It's written kind of like it was supposed to be from their diary. Yeah. yeah. So with that, it's kind of hard to... I had to break it out to what Deb's talking about, what I'm talking about. But when it came to how long the trip took from Earth to Serpo and from Serpo to Earth... Um, it, ten months was the book. I mean, we read the book and mm-hmm. it was ten months, right? But we kept trying to figure out why uh, they were, you know, they would didn't, the time that they were discussed in the book wasn't 10 months. And what I think you and I talked about, it was probably uh, suspended, or what I discussed, it was probably suspended animation because they were in these egg things. Well, but the other thing is that their Serpo time is different than our time. So maybe 10 months of our time passed, but not that much of their time. So, that, because remember, you know, they're there for 13 years. That's that's true. But I mean, the time wouldn't be different between nine minutes and 10 months. Yeah, that is big. That's a little bit of a difference. It's a little bit of a discrepancy. So I maintain that they were 
in suspended animation and these eggs right. and it would fit it would tie in directly and I'll be making a little retort on Facebook which he won't like that it's probably suspended animation they were in the eggs and they were let out of the eggs a few times well maybe they were in the ship and they only remember being you know put in the egg and let out of the egg I mean that could be dreaming in the middle there that doesn't really could, have to be real could be but I think I just think that it was 10 months yeah. but they they were let out of it and then they were looking at the the three lights mm-hmm. that in, they were indicator lights which they knew what two of them meant but they know the other one was probably we were ready to explode um, but they had tubes going into the eggs and I, I, it had to be suspended animation yeah. if I've seen you alien know, You've seen Alien? Yeah, it's just like that. They were in... And Passengers. Remember Passengers where he let her out of her egg early? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think, and we'll see what the the person has to say about that. Um, But that we had to come up with ourselves. They didn't say... um, they didn't mention that in the book that it was, you know, we were in the egg and then we were put to sleep. It's like they didn't know what was going on. And they were really groggy. I mean, it was very similar to, mm-hmm. you've seen aliens mm-hmm. that she's mentioned. It's the same thing. They're groggy when they get up and, yep. you know, the floor is cold. And why don't you, do I need, Sergeant says, do I need to fetch your slippers? Yes, and you do. So anyway, we're, um, uh, we'll fire right up. Episode eight, we're about, two-thirds of the way through the book i finished the book i read ahead you know so i know what's gonna happen don't ruin it for everybody but um we have had comments from uh people out there um that you know they appreciate us doing this because the book's a little bit of a dry read so and we're so entertaining we're, we're so entertaining but at least we and we throw in all of our fun facts so it's you could just listen you don't have to really fall asleep to the booking falls that's much better <laughs> anyway when we visited this is episode eight for uh, alien pro podcast episode eight when we visited their manufacturing plant we were amazed at how efficient they were with manufacturing furniture their helicopter flying devices uh we still haven't seen their main spacecraft manufacturing plant it must be in the far west or south i'm sure we will visit that place someday we still have seven years or at least seven Earth years left. As I mentioned before, we have totally lost track of Earth time. We gave that up many of our years ago. We've gauged our time on even time, which is extremely complex, as I've mentioned before. Yeah, in the following entry in the Commander's Diary, we begin to appreciate how an alien invasion could have achieved a technology so advanced. Civilization, not in... So advanced. That, oh, not an invasion. <laughs> God. I've got invasion. In no the brain. invasion. Invasion. Could have achieved a technology so advanced that they could travel <laughs> through time to distant stars. So you're not going to get that by reading. No. Uh, create something as wonderful as the yellow book and can clone complex organisms and yet is not aware of the elementary principles of electricity that would appear to be the essential prerequisites of such technology. Although they seem to get by on a day to day basis. They seem happy. You know, They're good. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, but again, there's, um, as we discussed in the previous episodes, there it seems to be a two-class, almost like a it's very basic two-class society. But we're acting like electricity is the only 
Yeah. It's, oh, electricity. Well, they obviously make, they have power. They have their version. Yeah, it's yeah. like they don't have electricity. Well, they have some other version. They like, have anti-gravity. It's like the people with solar power. Well, if you don't have electricity, what, you're living yeah. in the Stone Age. No, it's power. Yeah. If they have power, then they're equal yeah, it's to It's just you. not like us. But, you know, there's no big, ugly electrical lines going over every <laughs> inch of the planet. Yeah, I know. You, if you look at their, what, what appears to be their planet there's no wires yeah so the, it's just <laughs> nothing better than you know going down and seeing you know those ugly electrical wires up and down every road yeah we've had them in the backyard before we still have them behind us that with with tree branches grown into them that they yes, can't cut remember. the tree and it leaves the piece of they just what's that's all they can really do is cut both sides of it where it's grown into yep. the line so there's just chunks of wood in our backyard hanging in the air Okay, as with the Eben doctors who seem to have a monopoly on advanced bioscience, it is probable that the scientists who understand space travel and navigation are also a small elite clique. In other words, the Ebens apparently reserve higher science and technology for a limited few and do not share this knowledge with the masses. Well, it's kind of normal. Well, it's kind of like what we're doing now with disclosure. There's a certain... Um, well, that was pathetic. <laughs> a dog is not happy with this. Um, with disclosure, there's a we. I think there's a government above our government, and these are the. This is it's the same. Well, it's very similar. That only an elite group of people get to know what's going on with this, mm-hmm. and selling it back to ourselves. Only a and, certain amount of the public is capable of understanding. Yeah, and you know they want. We're pushing hard now to get this through Congress and things and legislation to get this uh, disclosure done. And I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm I, of course, I'm ha- would happy to put my hand on a, a flying saucer, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, on the same, at the same time, when this first came out with Grush, I, uh, I, I, um, <laughs> just ignore this dog. It. Just ignore it. <laughs> You know, I thought I got kind of excited and then mm-hmm. kind of scared at the same time. It's, there may be, there's your dog. I don't know what he's doing out there. There may be, there may be some things going on that we don't. I mean, interdimensional. I mean, we have, we didn't know the possibilities are endless as to what's going on. Anyway, they may even have, uh, may even have initiation rites for these selected individuals. This is reminiscent of ancient Egyptian civilization. Where only the high priests were taught hieroglyphics, the language of that hierophants. I've never Aerof- heard of a hierophant. Hier- well, yeah. hieroglyphic hierophant. Yeah, the hierophants, huh? Oh. And of modern America, where advanced science is contained within the classified word of black projects, available only to those who have passed complex background checks, and so have been admitted to the rank of the scientific scientific elite. This seems to be a method of social control and manipulation, not limited to Earth. Yeah, see, everybody does it. The fact that the sophisticated technology based on advanced physics and chemistry does not trickle down to the masses is exemplified by this statement by Anonymous. The Ebens had no forms of refrigeration except in industry. In other words, the Ebens civilization is basically a military industrial oligarchy. 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 The population is divided into two groups, the elite controllers who jealously guard science and technology, that's kind of like our government above the government, and the masses who are manipulated and kept in the dark. 
but to whom are doled out in a highly controlled manner some of the some of the fruits of the advanced technology they became confirmed when the team learned more about the even government or this became confirmed okay Dogs. The conclusion that the Eben masses are strictly controlled is supported by the following remarks by Anonymous. Although the Eben civilization had no televisions, oh, radios, uh, etc. No internet? They had to talk to each other. <laughs> each, each Eben had a small device belted to their waist. This device gave orders to perform a particular task, news of pending events, etc. It was like an Apple Watch. The device right. displayed a screen exactly. similar to a television screen, but in a 3D style format. Oh, like little people standing on your Apple Watch. Our team brought back one of these devices. I think today we would compare it to a Palm Pilot. I remember those. This parenthetical was made in 2006. Today it would be comparable to a smartphone. Did you have a Palm Pilot? I did not. I had friends who did. I was not that organized. Yeah, I had a Palm Pilot. I really, it, I didn't really like how it worked or you you liked your blackberry too right? i did love the blackberry that was the first thing i got because the cell phone you had, was hard to text on but when you had the blackberry you had a keyboard that was the first thing i had yeah. handheld with a keyboard yes there's chaos down there um yeah but then i remember when the company i was working for uh moved from blackberry to uh is there some other part of this <laughs> two thousand square foot house you guys could do this uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> That uh, we moved to Apple, and I was all freaked out. I'm like, "Oh my God, Apple! I can't do this. Oh, this is Apple. This is uh, what is this mystery?" And yeah. then I love, I love Apple though. I love Apple phones. Not crazy about Mac, but Apple phones I like. Anonymous continues. The visitors, the Ebens, since they originally visited Earth, were extremely disciplined in their daily lives. Every visitor worked on a schedule, which was not by a clock, but by the movement of their sun. Each little community had a large tower, which filtered the sun through. When the sun was at a particular point on the tower, it meant the visitors had to do a particular thing. Since they had no planet-wide communications access, the Ebens amused themselves with locally-based, simple-minded games and distractions. Oh, simple-minded to you. Well, and why do they call them visitors? Well, I guess because they came from another planet. Yeah, Their planet got visitors. destroyed, so are they visitors? Yeah. Are we visitors? I don't know. Um, Anonymous says there were no televisions, radio stations, or anything like that. And we've already, you can't quit upsetting me with the thought of no television. Again, Anonymous is someone that we suspect is a DIA, DIA agent, right. operative, that has leaked this, inf not really, well, he kind of leaked this information and documented, and then taken the, um, the diary, not the diary, the log oh, yeah. of the commander and written it out, and that's how we're getting all this information. The Ebens played a game, something like soccer, but with a larger ball. The object was to kick the ball down a field into a goal. The game had very strange rules and was played for long periods of time. They also had another game, mostly played by the children, that consisted of making formations with groups of Ebens. They seemed to really enjoy the game, but our team found little understanding of the game. So they make a little flower of people over here and a little ball of people over here. It, we should have it's taken weird. It. Apple, 
should have taken their call callers <laughs> off before we did this. <laughs> Every even I don't know why they can't go somewhere else to do this. Every even was just like they know. Every even was uh, issued what they needed. No stores, malls, or shopping. Well, we wouldn't have to come shop. No shopping. That would be boring. There were central distribution centers where evens went to obtain items of need. I mean, did Evans need toothbrushes? Did like Evans the, need kind of like the Handmaid's Tale? Ooh, all Evans worked in some capacity. We learn more about the Even government from these statements by Anonymous. The Evans had no single ruler. There was a council of governors, which the team named. This group controlled every single action on the planet. The members of the council seemed to have been around for a long time. There were leaders, but no real form of government. Hmm. There was. For bouncing down here. This apples is back just cracks me up. Um, there was virtually no crime seen by the team. They had an army which also acted as a police force, but no guns or weapons of any type were seen by our team. There were regular meetings within each small community. There was oh there was meetings. It'd be fun to and they don't really mention I don't think what went what on, went on at the meetings. There was one large, because they can't make any decisions. I know. <laughs> I mean, you bring it to the hierarchy, it's like, ah, they're unhappy. Ah, we don't care. Whatever. One large community which acted as the central point of the civilization. All the industry was at this one large community. There was no money. No money. Hmm. Interesting. Evidently, the actions of every Eben were controlled by orders or directions from a central authority via the device worn on the belt and by the movements of the sun. The central authority is apparently an agency of the Council of Governors, so named by the team. This makes the even populace almost robotic. It would even be appropriate to use the term enslaved. Oh, they certainly aren't catered to. I don't know, but they're not, un, I mean, apparently not unhappy. But what... They don't get to be creative and There's never any things. mention here of what happens if somebody looks at their belt and goes, eh, I say no. <laughs> I see. Yeah, the, they don't. They, they don't. We don't get to look at the clock tower. An opportunity to figure that out. Notice the sun is on five and go. Yeah, I'm not going over to that building right I'm now. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sit here, go to the central distribution center, and get my food and do no work. What would happen then? Yeah, weird. All their basic needs are met, but they are not really free. Well, according to us, right? You know, by our standards, they live very uniformly Spartan lives. Anonymous says the individual even family lived a simple life. I'm just cracking up this thing, bouncing up and down. What, what bouncing that even thing? Means. You'll see. Oh, okay. Their homes were constructed of clay, some type of material similar to wood, and some metal. The houses all looked the same. They appeared to be something from the southwest, looking like adobe. Mm. The interior of the house consisted of four rooms. One sleeping room, where all the even slept in the same room on mats, a food preparation room, the kitchen, a family room, the largest of the house, and a small waste room. Well, yeah, because they don't really poop, right? Well, it doesn't mean you don't need room to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did they, they have small waste, doesn't mean they, doesn't use small waste. A room. small waste room, or is it a room for small waste? It's. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Maybe the translation. You know. Not only did they all act and live alike, they also looked alike. Anonymous says that everyone looked the same initially to our team because we're human and, yeah. and judgmental that way. Yes. But after some time, 
The team members learn to identify different Ebens by their voices. The picture of Eben civilization that emerges from this information is one that resembles the future society in the Time Machine by the Time Machine by H.G. Wells, where the Eli populace were indoctrinated by the Morlocks to believe they were free, but were actually hypnotically controlled to go through robotic activities and to periodically become food for their underground masters. Well, you're meat. You're this meat. Your meat. The, your meat. This is also reminiscent of Nazi Germany, where the people were not permitted to listen to foreign radio broadcasts so they wouldn't be able to learn what life was like outside of Germany and could thus be controlled by propaganda. At the same time, their elite SS masters were developing space age technology and advanced society in Antarctica, which the German populace knew nothing about. Well, but that's again another story. <laughs> I mean, but I don't think that it wasn't that these people weren't allowed to listen to other radio communications. They're they're kind of out of range. Yeah. I mean, yeah, were, but I, it was, were the were the elite listening to our broadcasts? Oh, I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, it. Well, in the English was close. It's not like they're out of range. The English are right across the channel. They should yeah. be able to hear what they're saying. They weren't that far. Anonymous answered some of the questions that were sent into the website after it was launched in November 2005. The following information was given in answer to a question about the even population. And it goes, why does the even population number only about 650,000? Do they have, like, they count them? They have, like, a, what do they call a it? Census? A census? <laughs> Everybody, think, everybody stand box. still and let me count Their you. little box. When you can't they tell, just count the boxes. They, they know the boxes. They can't tell them apart. So. I wonder if they have to sleep with those boxes on. Interesting. They don't talk about clothes, you know, whether they strip down, bathe. Do they bathe? Do they clean? Do they, you know, well, what Well, we do haven't they... made it all the way through. We okay. may find out. And right. how do they have sex? Well, yeah, see, that's if they're all in one room, it's got to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> they don't care. They're not like us. Ah. <laughs> The Ebens have a very stable, structured civilization. Each male has a mate. Oh. They are allowed to reproduce. Well, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> They're allowed to reproduce in somewhat the same sexual way we do. I'm surprised this didn't go off in some weird... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but are limited to only a specific number of children. Our team never saw a family with more than two children. And that could be a thing, you know, overpopulation. Well, yeah, there's, they've already... Population control. They've already had to move to a new planet, right? What would it be like if you could only have two kids? You know, I mean, you know, or be... Be limited, be actually... Because like you, you didn't, you know, you didn't desire yeah, to have children. I could give mine to somebody else. You, you could like, okay, you can have four because I don't want any. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> Ask China. <laughs> yeah, it's going sideways over there fast. Yeah, yeah, they're running out of people. You know, their their population's now old. Yeah. The Eben civilization was so structured that they planned the birth of each and every child, spacing them apart to allow the proper social grouping of the civilization. Eben ch children matured at a super rate compared to Earth children, our team watched live births attended to by an Eben doctor and then watched the development of the child over a period of time. They matured at an alarming rate. That's really mature to structure the birth rate so that you don't have more than you can take care of. Again, they've, they're already on a new planet because there was a problem with their planet. 
Well, they, right? yeah, was the problem was Volk. It was got destroyed by volcanic. But they know that there's limit. You know, limited. You've only got so many resources. You know, and you don't want you know twenty children today and none for five years. You want to kind of you know Spread space out. them out. So, or do you agree or disagree with this? Well, it sounds smart. It's you know, it doesn't fit in with the morality of the American way of life. You can't here. You can't control that in any way. But it seems to make sense that it wouldn't it be responsible for each and every person to only have as many children as the world can handle. Who gets to decide that? I mean, that's the thing. Well, there should be. You know, we should kind of know. Oh, but we should kind of know a lot of things. I know. <laughs> but you know, people. Yeah. People are selfish and that, you know, I want what I want, then maybe you should not, you know, you don't have any, but I want this many, you know, what's, it's like putting out a free bowl of candy. How's that For work? Halloween. That's a good analogy. You put that bowl of candy, just two I, each, please. I want. And you get this guy just emptying the whole thing well, then into you the got, sack. And then you got the kid who just walks off with the bowl. You know? He takes the bowl too. I like this bowl. <laughs> You didn't say anything about the bowl. <laughs> yeah. They even said scientists and technicians. There was one educational facility on the planet. If one was chosen, you attended the facility and learned the job one was best qualified and suited for. Although it was extremely difficult to judge or measure, the team estimated each Evans IQ to be 165. What? Well, probably because they had no television. <laughs> They're smart because they don't have any TV. They actually had to think. <laughs> they had to actually they didn't, didn't talk have to, to have each other. Like told to them about how you know they didn't. They didn't watch you know eight hours of Is It Cake? Is it cake? Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Um, <laughs> this Who's the host? What's that guy's name? Oh, he's one of the Saturday Night Live guys, Mikey yes. Day. Oh, really? Mikey Day, yeah. He's funny. I don't know why it's entertaining, but it is. Oh, uh, check it out. <laughs> this, it's yeah, fun. This is Check Your Brain at the Door Entertainment. That's right. <laughs> this information further substantiates the conclusion that the Council of Governors exercised complete authority and control over every aspect of even life. There appeared to be no appeal from their decisions. It was absolutely dictatorial. And yet the team estimated that most of the Ebens were extremely intelligent. The novel concept of individual liberty has not yet come to Serpo. They were all expected to work, and the fruits of their labor accrued primarily to the ruling class. Deprived of any leisure, they were not able to produce artistic or creative works to entertain or enlighten each other. Now, I bet we're pretty judgmental about this. They appear to be, you know, I mean, why? So they didn't paint or sculpt, but they must have had some kind of artistic. They danced. Did they? You'll hear. You'll okay, remember. cool. Okay. The world they inhabited was grim and gray, and yet we can dimly perceive the seeds of rebellion in EBE5, who was, quote, the EBE Eben Einstein, who followed the team around. Apparently, he began to appreciate the concept of liberty in the actions of the team members and wanted to know more about their principles of freedom. Oh, are we going to ruin them? Well, <laughs> this is why the enterprise, there's a lot of, like you were at the meeting yesterday when mm -hmm. they uh, talked about oh. uh, Star Trek actually had its roots in someone that told them 
told Gene Roddenberry, I've never heard the story before yesterday about how, don't shake your head in disbelief. (laughs) These are my people, man. Um, That they were told about how they, uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry was uh, told about how these different um, uh, alien races were around. And that, so this is how he designed all the different races from the Star Trek series. Dogs. Um, but they said more, they talked a little bit more about, um, you know, uh, a little bit more about how that it was more applied to the, uh, and they were talking about DS9, Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. but, um, Go. you know, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, they're not free. They're not. Anyway, so Star, what I was really trying to get mm-hmm. at was this is kind of like the Star Trek concept where the they're not supposed to, the non-whatever, what's that, they have that term, where they're, they're not supposed to um, oh, get, like, have contact right. with, with the... Lesser civilizations. Less, yeah. Because you, they will change you, the trajectory of their future. You remember the episode where... The prime in the originals, right? The prime directive, exactly. You remember the episode where they went to the planet? They accidentally left their left something right. there, and uh, yep. It uh, and then they came back, and the thing, or no, they left one of their something. They left something, or one of the people, yeah. or and then they came back, and all of a sudden it was like Chicago, nineteen twenty. Yep. it was the whole planet. Yep. <laughs> yep, they changed history, which they're not supposed to do. So I mean, I don't know. My concern oh. would be that you know. Um, we would try to convince these guys, what are you doing? You should be painting. What are you doing? You should be sculpting. Yeah. What are you doing? You're, this isn't the right way where's to your, do this. Where's your leisure time? You know, we Yeah, what do you guys our, do with, you know, when you're not you we know, love our leisure working. time. This excerpt from a later diary entry by the commander reinforces the view that even society was strictly controlled. At one of our team meetings recently, 203 and myself decided to give up the military greetings. Oh, okay. Saluting that each member, the all military greetings, saluting that each member gave the first time they saw us. I would have given up that pretty quickly. Too. I decided we maintain our military bearing and manners, but we will give up the saluting. Each team member agreed. I had no problem with that. The Ebens just stared at us when we did that. This is like the Seinfeld episode where Jerry decided he no longer wanted to say hi to people in his building every time he saw them. It was chaos. Really? Yeah, it's just like that. He just walked right by him? Yeah, he said he was tired of the greetings. Really? Yeah. Well, I know, you know, the, the saluting, and it's, you know, it's, it, well, you can tell who's in charge by whoever's louder and giving the orders, kind of like the even, yeah. the even leader is taller and is gruff. Right. <laughs> so, but they also have their greetings, but they, do they say hi, Deb? Um, Ebens greet, exchange greetings depending on the time of day. Oh, you got to change it. Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, good like that? They yeah. hug on certain times, touch fingers on other times, and bow at other times. Oh, wow. um, we still haven't figured out why they do that. <laughs> why don't you ask? They did. EBE2 just explained it was a formal greeting method. Ebens live a very strict life, they keep a regimented lifestyle. We have seen some variances, but only by a few. The military keeps everyone in line. The military acts as a police force. 
As I mentioned before, they do not carry any weapons, but they do have different uniforms, and every Eben respects that uniform. The, uh, the military are patrolling all the time. They walk in pairs and seem to be extremely friendly. That can be very strict. We saw two Ebens walking across the field. Two military members quickly approached the two Ebens and pointed to a building. <laughs> the two Ebens walked to that building with military members. The military members were yelling something at them. Oh, no. Wow. They lost their uh, decorum there. Yeah. At the time, neither 420 or 475 were available for translation. But I figured those two Evens violated some custom or law. It's like 200 pounds of dog just ran into me. Yeah. We have been warned by the military when we approach something that we are not supposed to approach. The military are very respectful when they deal with us, but they won't allow us to violate any of their customers or laws without warning us. When we first killed one of the sand snakes, uh oh, no, we had six military snake. members. Oh, I just saw that thing bounce up. Yeah. <laughs> that is bizarre. That's Mac. It's like when we first killed one of the sand snakes, it's we had trying to tell us something. I don't know what it is. Great. It's probably going to stop. Oh, no. Don't you make need us your do update this again. right now. We've got to thread it together. We had six military members at the scene in no time. It took a great deal of diplomacy to deal with that situation, but the military never touched us or threatened us. The Evens have adjusted to us just as we have adjusted to them. We carry on our mission, and they allow us to do just about anything. Don't kill the sand snakes. Don't, uh, the, for, the one forbidden act is not to enter a private living house. Well, duh. Living house. We did that once and was politely escorted out by the military. Yeah, don't be walking in people's houses. They're walking in, doing the wiggy-wiggy. Yeah. It's like, whoa, that's how well, I figure out how they do it. There seems to be more military than are actually needed. They do have weapons, as I mentioned before. I thought they didn't have weapons. We rarely see any military member with those weapons. Oh, okay. There are, because they said the military didn't carry weapons. But we have seen them during the alert that occurred some time ago. Do we get to know about this? Yes. EBE 2 came into our living compound just after one of our rest periods. EBE 2 was excited and told us to stay inside and not to exit our living quarters. We asked why, and EBE 2 said that an unknown spacecraft had entered their planet's orbit. But EBE 2 assured us that the military would take care of the problem. We naturally went into our own alert. We issued our weapons and stood by to guard our living area. We violated her instructions and went outside. Oh, do what I want. F you, I do what I want. <laughs> we watched the skies and saw a lot of air traffic. Uh, we then saw all the military members with weapons and something that looked like field packs. They were in full fighting gear, as 899 called it. The alert didn't last very long, and EBE-2 came back, looked at us a little curious, and told us everything was all right, and the alert was over. We asked her if the unknown spacecraft was identified. She said it wasn't a spacecraft, just a natural piece of space debris and left it at that. Yeah, it's just a balloon. We didn't believe her, but we had no way of knowing any difference. We returned to our normal routines. So she basically lied to them. Yeah. Or she didn't know. She was told that's that. All that's she what knows, she was yeah. told. Kind of like our, just like it's Earth. Right. Just right. With this, it's not that much different. With this new information from the team commander, we are now justified in referring to Serpo society as a police state. When he says the military keeps everyone in line, the military are patrolling all the time, we can reasonably conclude that the police state designation is appropriate. It's unfortunate 
that we are not told how the ruling class lives, but we can presume that their lifestyle is far more commodious, perhaps even luxurious. Since the doctor... It's like like what Bill Burr described when he was going through the deli and why do you people keep making me put put my own food together and he worked his way up the chain to the top of... Circle K or whatever, <laughs> and he's at the in the penthouse where all the weird. I would say they won't mention on this show uh-huh. things were happening. So that's what the bunch of evens are up there. They're up there where all the, the good stuff. even hookers. That's right. <laughs> EB two does not want to hear about that. <laughs> Since the doctor in the biomedical building spoke perfect English, and he was clearly a member of the upper class. We now know that they are very well educated, especially about earth matters. But from what we have learned so far, our team was not permitted to meet them. No no penthouse for our people. Oh, that bummer. That's a bummer. You couldn't ask. How do the other how's the other half live? Yeah. We're, we're doing a study and we need to see everything. We would like to go hang out with the elite yeah, people where the good stuff is. <laughs> they're up there and they all look like Hitler. Even Hitler. They're little even <laughs> even cocaine. Even cane. Even cane. <laughs> Evidently, tyranny and enslavement exist in many worlds in our Milky Way. We can clearly see that this would have been our fate, too, if the fascists had won World War II. Now, as we begin to venture out onto the cosmos, we must take it upon ourselves to embark on a mission to bring the blessings of liberty to the oppressed people throughout our galaxy. It's the right thing oh, to great. do. Oh, great. Now we're liberating the, well, the, they, what, the do universe? They want, it's kind of like, do they even want this when we go and do these things like we want everybody to be like us it's like if i hate to get political <laughs> but afghanistan the russians went in you know and we went in why do you live in like this you could have candy bars anytime you wanted no. and you could you they, know eat all the time they're in you go you look at i don't want to say they're skinny but they're in, they seem to be in good health you ever anymore. you ever see it no you know you're there we're over there and they're in you know they're in shape well they have to work yeah <laughs> they have to work they farm and, yeah. and do not just sit around labor. and watch tv and eat yeah so yeah. we're going in there we'll get the mcdonald's i'm gonna get a lot of pushback and taco bell yeah i'm gonna get a lot of pushback Hi. i may get some pushback on this but Hi. and i welcome it I, this just isn't the best way you got some dogs don't you? quit you know quit don't acknowledge them and they'll go away. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> so we want them to. So I kind of disagree. You know, we go into Afghanistan. Well, we didn't win there either. Yeah, you know, I don't know what we were trying to. We, were, we wanted them to. It's kind of funny because they mentioned this. And this is precisely. We want everybody what, to be like us. That's who we are. Yeah. We go over and colonize whatever we want. I mean, I like the fact that their lifestyle could be better and live like yeah. this yeah. you know where you're comfortable but and what you know is what you know and i don't know were they unhappy if everybody just shuts i up, mean were they enslaved if they're enslaved that's something else you know what i mean if they're in shackles yeah and we're liberating people that were enslaved um the, but your, your girl's back there on the couch now so oh, good she got bone yeah we'll All just right. have to hear that now yeah, you can listen to the sound of chewing for a while. Thomas Jefferson would have encouraged us to become the liberators of galactic societies subjugated by tyrants. Really? Perhaps the man kept slaves. Perhaps 
if in the near future William Shatner were elected president of the Bill. United States, we might be able to join our space brothers in the Galactic Federation in their quest to restore, protect, and advance freedom throughout the galaxy. Certainly it would be a highly valued asset with Captain Kirk at the helm. But he wouldn't be, they forget when they say this, and this was written much later after they got back, but it's not, it's precisely what we're not here to do. Right. We're here to, you know, they help have, them if they need it. They but, were there to observe, not. Yeah, not I mean, we're not to make them us. It's like you need to, that's really a bad thing. Yeah, they didn't restructure, they just observed. In answer to a question submitted to the website, and the website, serpo.org, if anyone wants to go there, after we, much to Deb's fun and enjoyment, and, because there's going to be 44 episodes. No, there's not going to be 44 episodes. <laughs> if somebody could throw a tomato at their screen. Um, there's, after we're at the conclusion of the book, I'll be going to the website. And then there's also some commentary from different people like Rick Doty, who's my uh, new, Rick Doty is my new Facebook friend. And, you know, he's big and he, you know, it's probably not really Rick Doty, is it? <laughs> you make Rick. That I hope it's really you. Anyway, uh, there's some commentary from Rick and other people uh, as to this trip. In answer to a question submitted to the website, anonymous says, "As the even culture, oh, as to the even culture, they had a form of musical entertainment. See, See? you happier now." See, they did. The music sounded like tonal rhythms. This would make Deb crazy. I can already see it. They also listened to a type of chanting. The Evens were dancers. They celebrated certain work periods with ritual dance. The Evens would form a circle and dance around, listening to the chanting type of music. The music was played on bells and drums or something similar to them. And they Do they seem unhappy? See, that doesn't sound bad. From the commander, we learn more about how Ebens have fun. We had a feast today. What a feast. We used our last sea rations, but the Ebens didn't really care for our food. We did kill a beast. As I mentioned before, the Ebens allowed us to kill the beast for meat. The meat isn't really bad. $8.99, it says it tastes like bear, which I never ate. But Ebens look at us very strange when we eat meat because it's kind of barbaric. Should cloned a cow. <laughs> so yeah. bring some bring some cow cells with you. So we can grow some cows so we, we can to, eat them. Need to grow a cow. We need protein. Strange that they can clone creatures on other species of and other species of humans, but they can't eat meat. Well, How strange they are! But but they do. But they allow us to do just about anything we want. They keep saying this, and eating meat is something we need for protein. We used the last of our salt and pepper. Oh, no. Which does make eating the food more of a challenge. The Ebens don't have anything similar to salt and pepper. They do have an herb, as we call it, something like oregano, which they use. It has a tart taste, but we have developed a taste for it. The feast was great. We participated in the dances, which the Ebens really like. Oh, you know, they were laughing at you. They get great pleasure dancing and playing their strange games. I described the games before, but at this this feast, we saw something different. Uh oh, we saw oh, something no. different. The game was played like chess, but with even standing on a large square area of the compound. The squares were divided into twenty-four sets. Each set had another two spots. 
Just how or why the Edens moved was a mystery to us. One of the Edens would say a word, and then another Eden would move, and then another Eden would beat him to death. Oh, no, I <laughs> yeah. didn't see that. This isn't Squid Games. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, that didn't happen. So it appeared that it was a team game. Well, that's good. They're team players. That's right. There's no I in team. Six Evens on each side. There's no I in even either. Uh, we couldn't figure it out, but at the end, the Evens danced with each other, signifying a victory, we think. It was a fun day. Just like when you get the touchdown, the touchdown dance. And you get everybody in the corner, then you get their picture taken. <laughs> <laughs> and more from Anonymous. Our team brought along softball equipment for sporting activity. Oh, heck yeah. The Evens would watch the game and laugh out loud. <laughs> the even laugh sounded like a high-pitched yell. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the Evens started playing the game, but never got used to catching the ball before it hit the ground. They're, they're like me. Could you train them? They be catch, catch, catch. You, that's why you don't, when I throw the frisbee at you, you're like, yeah. throw, throw your hands up. Stop. <laughs> Am I supposed to catch that? No, I'm not catching it. It'll ah. hurt my hand. That's what dogs are for. Our team also played touch football. Oh, <laughs> the Evens versus the humans. <laughs> no. <laughs> again, the Evens watched the game intensely and then played it themselves. But again, like softball, the Evens never figured out how they had to catch the, the football before it hit the ground. But it's kind of like, okay, you don't use them. Okay, they're not receivers. No. Okay, you just don't use them as receivers. Catch, you, catch. You just play the line. Never mind. <laughs> They're not going to catch it. They're not going to get any interceptions. It's funny though, that you could never, I mean, at least, you know. They have big, long fingers. At least little fingers? kids usually at least understand a basket catch. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Although our team members honored the privacy of the Ebens, our team was allowed to witness births. So no sex, just birth. Because <laughs> that's what we're talking Our team snooping around was able to, oh. Oh, no. I gave this segment to you on purpose. Our team snooping around was able to catch... <laughs> Capture the sexual activity of the Ebens. That's just... The males and females had similar sexual organs and performed intercourse. The frequency of sexual activity was not recorded as being as often as in our society. It was believed they performed the act for pleasure and reproduction. Just not as much as humans. How do they gauge Maybe, that? Maybe when you guys aren't around, they do. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? It's like, look, I see a peeping Tom in the window. Let's not do it now. Well, and, you know, it's kind of like humans. Some people do it a lot. Some, some people yeah. don't, you know. Maybe they've been married a long time. I don't know. Who's to say? The team commander continues his narration about the feast day. My team played softball with some hard-nosed evens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who have had learned the game. So these guys could catch. Huh? Uh-huh. Well, for the most part. They still haven't figured out they have to catch some ball for Instagram. You've got to be able to train them to do that. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. They had high IQs. Why can't they figure out how to catch a ball? Maybe they don't want to hurt their hands. But, yeah, they had long fingers. Maybe they break easy. Yeah. But they had fun. We have found some extremely gifted athletes among the events. Then again, we found some who had no athletic ability, just like humans. Just like us. They're just like us. <laughs> Our softball game ended when the rains came. Oh, damn, rain rain delay. We ended up inside the community building. We finished our meals and went to our living area. As we do each day, we have our end-of-day briefing. We check each other for psychological condition and medical health. Our day ends when we start our eight hours of rest. You crazy? You crazy? Are you crazy? crazy? I'm not crazy. Are you crazy? 
got COVID yet? We have given up Earth time. Eben said this is another thing about this. Yeah, we're talking about this, the flight. Yeah. There. Ebens have a different period of time. As I mentioned before, they rest about four hours for every 10 hours working time. But we must consider that their hour is longer and that their days are longer. So we stop using our time, we use the even time. It's difficult to understand this is only a diary, but this is only a diary. Yeah. Once I return to Earth, I can explain the time difference and how we had to use it instead of ours. And I have a big problem. This is one other thing that I have a big problem with. Well, in this battle I'm having with this Facebook person. But the uh, how could they not figure out they're going to, I think you're going to hear later mm-hmm. on how they lost track of time. Can't you figure out that, how can you not figure out, you've got your, in the beginning, they had wa- our watches, right. our time there for a long time. How could you not figure out that when the sun comes up and comes down is equal to a, right. a so certain amount of our hours easily? Yeah. It's almost like... so but they the sun the, never really goes down. It goes low. Okay. It goes low at the same time every day, though. Okay. So when it's this, you know, maybe you just write how many times of theirs is, and yeah. then you do in the simple math. Maybe they don't have calculators, but you can still yeah, do simple math, you know, manually. I think it's, it's kind of like when you travel back east. After a certain amount of time, you quit looking at your watch going, well, if we were home, it would be noon, but yeah. it's three here. But why could they? They stayed three years longer than they had to because they couldn't figure this they out. Couldn't, yeah, well. That is really... The other thing is why didn't they... Why were they not able to communicate with Earth about things? They never, they never mentioned that yeah. through this whole book, that they called earth like we talked about before and you call once a month once a week right. it gives us our status somebody died you think there'd be you know, some kind of alert to let them know it is time to come it's home it's almost like they weren't able to communicate it's like okay well what's the date maybe they weren't getting, how long have we been here maybe they weren't getting their messages yeah secretaries can be really bad oh. about that oh, so we don't use that word assistance <laughs> i keep writing about the time in every diary entry but it is important to note that even though we have been here for about three years, Earth time, we have given up Earth time and utilized the even time. We tried to use their two sons as a counting system, but that didn't work. We then tried to use our own watches, but that didn't work. So we just gave up our timepieces and used the Eben's time tower. Yeah, and a huge problem with that. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like even i would do that i mean i'm not a genius i would be able to figure out i'm not staying here one minute longer than i have to <laughs> I want to go home. so we better we better figure out how much time's going and if they're allowed to just go at what point were they allowed to go maybe they okay all... time's up haha it's three you stayed here three years and yeah why don't they figure it out it's like look you're we don't it's like the three-day rule when you're visiting yeah i'm not staying here one more day than i we don't want you here yeah i just it, snooping around one more day than you have to you think there would have been some kind of signal but yeah it's just i've a little uneasy skeptical skeptical about this part of it i mean you with there's always in every story there's always a reason i guess but each village has one Time tower. Time tower. Did I skip anything? No, you didn't. Okay. As one time tower, it's easy to understand the symbols. Each symbol means a certain time and a certain work period. The time situation was complex because it related to the way Serpo revolves around Zeta Reticuli 1 as uh, while it was influenced by Zeta Reticuli 2. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, one day is 
for yeah. is while your watch is still 22 working. Earth, okay, 22 yeah. Earth hours went by yeah. in one of their days. Okay, genius. <laughs> they just got so involved in their job. Here's, uh, oh, no. You would think every, once you land, the clock's ticking. 10 years, that's it. <laughs> I'm going home. Here's what Anonymous says about the time problem. Yeah, you tell us. Okay, I'm telling you. <laughs> our scientists had the same question as posed by our, your audience. Our scientists questioned our team members and the information they gathered. Our scientists could not understand how the orbit of Serpo could revolve around the two suns at the distance measured. In the end, our scientists found that some things relating to that particular system was different in physics compared to our system. Two words. Who cares? Just do the math. Just figure it out. <laughs> Get home on time. How come it's not the same? Maybe they all had angry wives and they just didn't want to come home. <laughs> no, nobody was married. Oh. No one had a significant other. They didn't have any relatives, I don't think, or anything weird like that. Well, anything like that. There were some questions about how our team measured the orbit and other calculations. Yeah, I had lots of questions. Based on their lack of stable of a stable time base. For some reason, I don't think this was ever determined, our time instruments did not work on Serpo. Um, now, considering this, you can understand the difficult job our team members had of making calculations without time. Well, if their timepieces simply failed to work, that's a different story. Right, if they just That stop. maybe now that's the reason. It's like they didn't have, you know, but if you know, again, that one... So somebody had to bring a cycle, wind, a wind-up clock. Yeah, well, they had to assume that maybe, you know, or they could invent something. You yeah. know, they could talk to a yeah. scientist, even scientists, and go, "We need to they could just find wind, a way to." They could one Mississippi it. Well, yeah, but it's like again, it's, let's say it's twenty-two hours per cycle. You call it a cycle. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of the day till the beginning of the day again. You just draw a stick on the wall. Okay, that's one day. Like they do in prison. Exactly. <laughs> they had to well, come up now, with an alternate <laughs> method to measure speeds, orbits, etc. Challenge. Try solving a problem in physics without being able to measure time on Earth. So you see, our team did the best they could. Yeah, Doug. With the instruments they had <laughs> I don't think they did. and the hardships <laughs> they developed attempting to make scientific calculations. Doug. The other thing is maybe they weren't the only thing could be since they had two sons maybe one day the cycle as i say you mm -hmm. know what would be a 24-hour cycle here maybe it's not always the same yeah. because they had two sons yeah, now that would, they're, they're orbiting all weird it my, just said the yeah, orbit doesn't make sense my so. theory goes out the window in that case because you know all you know is it seemed to be consistent though the way they were doing otherwise yeah. how you'd be working too long or resting too long it is difficult for any Earth-based scientist to understand the different physics in other solar systems or on other planets. One of the questions sent to me involved Kepler's law of planetary motion. Our team, you'll have to stay awake through this. Our okay. team had that information. We had some of the best military scientists on the team. But if you consider Kepler's law, it requires time and our team could only measure time in the conventional way. It was determined that Kepler's laws did not apply to that solar system, Doug. See, Doug? Doug was correct in that. Conclusion. Matter. One of the things our <laughs> Earth-based scientists learned was not to apply Earth's laws of physics in a universal way. See? 
I don't, thank you. I don't know how to apply. <laughs> See? I don't know how to apply Earth's laws of physics in See? any way. So you stick your tongue out of there. Doug, anonymous says further on this subject regarding time. The team members brought several timepieces. Uh, for example, wristwatches, non-battery style. Okay. Yeah, see. As it's stated in the debriefing data. The timepieces worked, but they had no reference of time since the even days were longer and the dusk and dawn periods were longer and they had no calendars to reference. Nobody even brought a calendar. They did not use the timepieces to calculate movement. They for did example, use them. timing. I'm sorry. They did use the timepieces. I'm just getting hung up on the same thing. Why did they not? Why? They did not. They did use the timepiece to calculate movement. For example, timing the movement of the evens two suns. I still say the same thing. You just do the math. Well, One day is 22 hours. It's like, okay, now it's we've been here this amount of time. They also And if I'm leaving too early, too bad. We're out. <laughs> you are just out of Ten there. Ten years. They also calculated five years. I know. So you don't like to leave town for a week. So. Ah, yeah, I'm not a huge travel. They also calculated the time between work and rest periods. What the hell was going on down there? But after a while, the team discarded their timepieces and used the Eben's measurement of time periods. The team became confused with the calendars they brought, which was a ten-year calendar. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to. Anyway, after 24 months, how did the team lost track of time? As to the calendar, as to the calendar, since they could not cal properly calculate days compared to Earth days, they set up one large clock in the Earth time when they left. However, this is a battery-controlled clock. Well, that was stupid. And when the battery died, the clock stopped, and they forgot to change the battery time. <laughs> I'm just not. Consequently, they <laughs> lost the Earth time. The team brought a large quantity of batteries, but they ran out out after about five years. The Ebens had no comparable item like batteries. Again, math. <laughs> I just don't get it. Noted Cornell astronomer Carl Sagan was consulted about the planetary motion of Serpo that contributed to the timing difficulties. About this consultation, Anonymous says, one of the principal home-based scientists, astronomer, contracted to assist us was Dr. Carl Edward Sagan. Ooh. Initially, he was the biggest skeptic of the group, but as information was slowly analyzed, Dr. Sagan came back to the middle. I can't say he fully accepted the, every single piece of data, but he did agree on the final report. Hmm. Email moderator Victor Martinez supplied the following fast facts about Carl Sagan's involvement in the program on the website. He was born in Brooklyn, New York on 11-9-34 and died in Seattle, Washington on 12-20-96 of bone marrow cancer. Wow. Yeah. He was an American astronomer, educator, and planetary scientist and was the director of the Laboratory for Planetary Studies at Cornell University. Project Circle's final report was written in 1980 with Dr. Carl Sagan having been brought in halfway through the project. <laughs> It's believed that he's a dog toy, that he wrote his 1985 bestseller, Contact, based on his insider knowledge of the most secret project in human history, a human alien exchange program, of which he signed off on in his final report. Years later, his book was made into a 1997 movie, Contact, starring Jodie Foster. 
Where are you? At the top. You're at the top. Okay. Sagan became well known as a result of his public debate in 1969 with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Oh, we've all heard of him. Sponsored by the American Association for the Advancement of Science about whether or not UFO investigation should be considered serious science. Sagan argued that it was pseudoscience and he was proclaimed the winner. At this point, we're going to wrap up episode eight, which doesn't coincide to any... Um, you know, uh, of the episodes of the book, of the chapters, I should say. Um, so, yeah, we're about three quarters of the way through. Okay. Um, we'll uh, pick it up. We're next couple of weeks, we've got, um, I think, Matt's coming on the next couple of weeks. Or, or we'll do an episode nine. Okay. We'll see uh, how it comes to. But anyway, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website, alienprobe.net. Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod. Check us out. Like and subscribe. YouTube at the Alien Probe Podcast. Thank you, uh, Deb. I Thank appreciate you. it. And we will see you again on the next time.